Hey everybody, this is For Our Entertainment with Alex and Shelby. We are talking about The Haunting of Hill House, Episode 6, The Two Storms. Hey, uh, recap-wise, this one, uh, this episode, I think is one of our favorites so far. At least it's mine, my yeah. favorite. I feel like we got a lot done, but it doesn't move that much. It's all in the same evening. It's all the evening before the viewing. Yeah, uh, parallels the one night when they were kids too. So I mean, it's just like one night. Right. It's pretty slow. Which is really cool. The the one shot. It was another one shot thing. We talked yeah. about it with 1917 back on. I think it was episode two. Is when we talked about that. Maybe. Um, but yeah, this was his one shot, and just the panning, it was just perfect switches between the night back at Hill House and the night in um, the funeral. In the funeral home, but it was it was great. But it, I mean, it didn't move that much. You didn't lose where characters were. They were all in the same place. It's the first time the family gets all together. Contained, basically. Yeah, all contained. All of their craziness, whether it's ghosts or it's uh, hauntings, or it's, you know, just them trying to deal with childhood traumas. You <laughs> see two camps officially develop. You got the two sides. You have Steve and Shirley, yeah. who definitely don't believe in any of the supernatural, the haunting in it. And then you have Hugh and Luke, um, who definitely do believe in the ghosts. Yeah. And so that those two sides come together and clash. There's lots of accusations that are thrown back and forth that who's to fault for Nell's death. Yeah, whose fault it was for Olivia. And who's, yeah. I think one of the saddest things is when Steve's yelling at his dad right in front of the casket and he's like, the wrong parent died and then Nell's casket falls over. And I was like, holy cow. Yeah, Um, well I mean I think she pushed it. Yeah, I mean Nell was there. Ghost Nell, yeah, so sad. She finally got what she wanted. She wanted the entire family together, and just like at the house, um, and that night, the first storm night, she was there. No one could see her. Nobody could see her, and yet again, when everybody's together, she can't be seen again. Yeah. Well, it makes me wonder what happened to her. Because, like, she, the one time we saw her before she went missing, the night of the storm when they were kids, was, like, she was walking back into that like corridor with all the statues and she was like freaked out but then she just shows up towards the front of the door and she was like freezing cold and crying and no one could see her but like what happened is it to her yeah i don't know it makes me wonder if hill house like creates this way like kind of bleeds through to other worlds so it kind of like the the upside down and like stranger things or uh I, I don't know, like the underworld, like the the fact that there's certain uh, religions and peoples that believe that our earth, like what we can see uh, is, you know, the, the physical plane, but ghosts are still among us and it, certain people can see through that and there's like thinner spaces that you can be able to see the yeah. the supernatural world and oh. maybe Hill House, that, that veil is playing very tricks. thin. Well, I mean, they're playing tricks on uh, Hugh. When Liv was like, I don't know what happened to her, she was like sleepwalking or like possessed or something. And he thought he saw her like running around and he thought he saw her standing next to a window that like shattered. And then he looks back and then the window's perfectly fine, she's not there. I literally thought that that was, we finally saw how Liv died. Like she was standing in front of the windows and the class goes through and I jumped forward. I was like, oh my gosh! And then she was okay. Yeah. That was, this episode was very intense and I loved 
the intensity of it, both yeah. the interactions with the people, um, like the relationship parts, but also I was terrified. Like, I remember, I think about halfway through, I was like, is this an episode that has jump scares? Yeah, yeah. Because I was just on the edge of my seat. I, I really enjoyed it. It was well, well uh, filmed. I, I, I liked really it. have a lot of jump scares in the show. Honestly, it, it just gets more sad as it goes on. Like, in a good way, but it's really sad. And I mean, I think the scariest part for me was what I was telling you. When the first night, or not the first night, the night of the Storm and Hill House, the statues moved to watch you. I did. I remember you've mentioned that multiple times <laughs> when we were watching. Yeah. You're like, "Oh, the statues move," and so I've watched the statues mm-hmm. um, each time. And when Liv comes out of one of those rooms and the statue's head is turned and looking right at her, I jumped yeah. again. I mean, but it's like very subtle because it's not even that it's like a person standing and like their head turns. It's that they cut away from the statue. She comes back out, and then the head is moved. So right. like it's I don't know. It's like not a jump scare, but as soon as you realize it, you're like. Oh shoot, it's kind of like when they're all standing at the funeral home staring at Nell's casket and you can see the bent neck lady as Nell, you know, like standing right behind them just like motionless and I, the first time I watched it I didn't notice it. Oh really? You didn't yeah. notice it? Well that because was... you don't know what to look for so I was right. focusing on the family and so I was like oh okay and then I read somewhere that she's behind and I was like I didn't even notice because I wasn't looking for her like because and it's sad because I didn't even see her. Yeah, yeah I was what I what drew me to the fact that she was standing there like I didn't get it right away was just I was wondering why the people were spaced out the way that they were and so I was like okay we have these people wait there's something oh yeah <laughs> yeah uh I just I love this technique of kind of the flowing camera the single shot um, in 1917, it felt like you were very in the war, and you like you were almost frustrated with the camera that it wasn't turning faster, that it wasn't showing um, what was on the other side. But at the same time, like it, it gave you a visual perspective as if you were there, and it was the same with the Hill House. I just remember just the choices of which way the camera is panning, especially when Hugh walks into the funeral home, and the entire time while the 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 kids have been talking, like it's been panning back and forth showing. Um, like be, uh, showing into the room where Nell's casket is mm-hmm. and it's panned back and forth between people each time and each time I'm expecting something to be there <laughs> and then as Hugh comes in it doesn't pan and I, I mentioned this actually I said it it's like oh he's gonna like it's gonna pan towards Nell and then it pans the opposite direction and you see that it's all the younger kids yeah. and I was like oh that's because he's not looking for Nell at, right at that moment, he's back in his memories. He's yeah. that's how he sees his kids are those so scared sad. kids waiting for him to come and give an explanation, um, and just also in a very intense episode that pan draws out at least for me drew out my anticipation because I'm like we're slowly panning yeah. something's gonna be on the other side yeah. and um, I, I liked how not every single time it turned something was there it was that was part of just he was playing with you the entire time i thoroughly enjoyed that yeah it was really good and i mean it's a little different than what you're talking about but i think that when they were in hill house i think that's the first time we've ever seen the house like mess with hugh yeah because up until this point he's kind of been the one that like hasn't been as affected because i mean the youngest kids Nell and Luke and everyone and Theo even they're like talked about how they think the house is weird and he's always just like I don't know what you're talking about this is just a house 
But this is like the first time that like he started to be affected by it, which I think is interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why that night of all nights he was the one that was kind of targeted. Um, maybe, I don't know. I like it was just it is interesting because every single other time that we've seen it, he's had a logical explanation for each thing that has happened. Yeah. But the whole live situation with her like f- like going back and mm-hmm. forth between hallways. And, like, floating there, you can genuinely tell that he has no idea what's going on and is terrified (laughs) by the fact that he can't explain what is happening. It's kind of weird because it's almost like the house is, like, just, like, playing a game. Because, I mean, he put in all those batteries into the flashlight and the batteries kept dying. Just, like, he was like, oh, that's weird. But, like, obviously the house was just like, nope, like, you don't get to see anything. And... Okay, I don't know what those dogs were. They mentioned the dogs multiple times, like, oh, are there dogs on the property? And Mr. Dudley was like, no, there's there's no dogs. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, oh, we hear them at night. But then when they're upstairs and then the kids are screaming, and they're like, a big dog ran into the kitchen. With red eyes. Mm-hmm. But they never show what happens because Hugh starts to walk towards the kitchen. The flashlight dies out and it never goes back to that. Right. Because he sees Nell. Or, like, Nell's, like, crying, and then he turns around and runs to her. So it makes me wonder, like, what was in the kitchen? Uh, yeah, I don't he never know. goes to check. I don't know. Maybe that's something that we find out later. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just, the way, like, I, I feel like at this point I can I can buy into the haunting. Yes. The haunting idea. Because I, probably because Steve and Shirley are the two least favorite characters that I have. So they're oh. the only ones who are pushing forward. Shirley pissed me off that episode, especially when she's just yelling at Theo. She's always like, you're drunk. And Theo's like, yeah, I'm drunk, but like, I'm not doing anything. Like, she's just like standing in the background. And there's even that part where she's like, at least I'm not embarrassing myself. I'm not drunk. And then Theo like puts her hands up and she's like, I'm just like standing in the back. Like, what the heck? I don't like Shirley. Right. And so the fact that, like, again, that concrete thing, that did not endear me to, to, to Shirley as well. But, yeah, having Steve and Shirley be the camp that firmly believes that this is all just mental illnesses, that nobody told them, that nothing is right, that it's all Hugh's fault for not explaining it, that he's the wrong parent to survive. Like, that's a lot harder for me to buy into um, to just say it's all just in your head. Yeah. Like, I understand that that is, you know, like, I should be championing, championing that and being like, yeah, yeah, go. But, like, Steve and, I mean, even Steve, when he sees Nell, he takes a huge drink of... Oh, uh, Liv. right. So yeah. he sees Liv next to Nell's casket, and he takes a huge drink, turns, and sees her move closer. Yeah. And he, he breathes, and he's, like, trying to calm he's himself like, down. Keep it together. Yeah, keep it together and, and move. So... Um, oh, question. He just refuses to believe in that, which is interesting. Yeah. Not interesting. I mean, I can understand. You can buy into an act long enough to be able to to, to feel that that is the only way to, to explain it. Question. Okay. When Liv was by the casket, was she putting the buttons on her eyes? I'm going to go with yes. Yeah. I'm going to go with yes because Liv still loves Nell. And now Nell is with Liv. Yeah. Maybe that was her token of saying, like, I'm here. I don't know. Well, it just made me think of that episode before when Luke and Nell get, like, the hat and the buttons. Yeah, episode... That's episode three, right? Yeah, yeah episode three. Mm-hmm. So that was what made me wonder. Because Nell likes buttons. But it, I think it's also, like, a... It's, like, a tradition in some cultures to, like, put buttons over eyes. Buttons or coins. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I think it's like Greek culture. You put coins on the eyes to be able to pay the, the river sticks. Yeah, the river sticks. The the boatman who would take you across to the to the underworld. <gasps> See, that's um, a good idea. Mine was thinking of Napoleon Dynamite. Not Napoleon Dynamite. Natural Libre. Oh. When he puts the coins over his face and the guy's not even dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's the only one that I know of. I know that it's it's um, come up in other like fantasy type books that base itself off of of different cultures but i know that in at least ancient greek culture yeah. it was the two coins yeah. um, to pay for for your crossing um so that could be just a significant but i think it's more just, it's just tying nell. to nell yeah. to olivia because like she was the one who gave the buttons mm -hmm. and encouraged that as well i think nell's the favorite kid definitely you can because... see that in hill house when Olivia's sitting with Nell, and like Luke's afraid, and she's like, Shirley, go make them hot cocoa, take Theo, also take Luke too, and I'm like, oh man, I wonder who your favorite kid is, as she like sits with Nell, and she's like, oh, don't be afraid. But that opens up another another question uh, for me, at that point, uh, you know, when everybody's scared, she's talking to Nell, my question is, who are the people that Liv is seeing, is it just the wheelchair person, and the old lady in the bed that we see when she's going through, or is she seeing the other, you know, the bed like lady, the bowler hat guy, like how much is Liv actually seeing? And does she see the connection between her kids and the ghosts? Oh. Or that that's my question that I'm putting out there, kind of directed towards you, hoping maybe you have something, but at the same time, that's something I'm hanging on to as well. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that like, Nell's, Nell's the favorite because she's, I mean, she's in the locket. Olivia loves her. But it's not really related to the ghost, but I think that's why Olivia chose to kill her. Because she wanted to have Nell there more than anything. But then again, I don't know. Because I think Nell and Luke are the two. Because maybe they're the, it's because they're the youngest, but I think that's the ones that Olivia was the most, like... Hands-on with? Like, like caring to... for. Because, mm. I mean, like... She never yelled at Nell or Luke, except for when Nell drew on the wall, but, like, she's gotten mad at Theo, she's gotten mad at Shirley. Steve doesn't really interact with... Steve is absent. Well, almost. Steve's definitely, like, his loves his dad. Yeah. Like, he idolizes his dad. And it's very interesting, especially in the two storms, to see, like, when he's like, Dad, can I help? Like, Dad, can I come with you? Do you, like, do you need anything? To like the night of the funeral when he's like, I ah, like you, I wish you would have died instead of mom. And it's just so sad. I can see right through you too. Yeah, like, yeah. oh man, just being able to, I don't, I don't know, that is a wild swing, but maybe that's just pent up frustration and anger. Having an idolized person yeah. who you've looked up to for a very long time, who, who lets in, you down so badly. Yeah, right, lets you down, doesn't give you the answers that you need, the truth that you're looking for. Um, Speaking of letdowns, Kevin and Theo oh, revealed they took the money. <laughs> yeah, they did. From Steve's uh, royalties or whatever. You know, I was when Theo and Kevin were having that conversation. She's like, "Tell him that you're having a mistress or whatever else is." Because it's better than the truth. Better than the truth. Yeah. You know, I couldn't honestly think of what would be worse than that, but the way that Shirley reacted, I yeah. should have seen that coming because. <laughs> I mean, you can tell from, isn't it the first episode you find out that they have, wait, no, which episode is with Cheryl? Isn't that the first episode? It's the second one. That's the second one. Oh yeah, because Steve is the first episode. So in the second episode, you find out that they have tons of money problems. Yeah, because right? she keeps cutting costs. And stuff. Yeah, it keeps cutting costs. 
um, doing special cases, uh, special cases. And so if you have somebody who's making money in the family, who's willing to give it to you, not somebody who hasn't ever offered you and you're coming and begging, yeah. like that doesn't surprise me that Kevin would have turned um, to him to take that Especially offer. Especially because it wasn't really his family. Right. He has a little bit of separation. Yeah. But then Kevin and Theo also caught in that like broom covered downstairs. Or, yeah. yeah. In Shirley's work area, which is stupid. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, it was a really fast moment. I think they were kissing. They were macking, yeah. Yeah, I don't know exactly what's going on there. If it's something that is, like, a recurring instance or just heat of the moment or terror of the moment type thing. or I don't know. But that's that? definitely something to, to worry. Not worry about, but something to, to wonder how that's going to affect and play forward because that I mean the episode ends before you have any closure on that that's the new revelation well who was that guy that Shirley saw sitting in the it wasn't that the same the funeral home owner I thought it was a funeral home owner because he did the same thing with the drink no that the funeral home owner isn't the same guy who had the drink he was at the funeral home when the little boy was talking about his grandma and he lifted the drink and then he disappeared right but it wasn't I the d- one when he she was a little girl okay yeah yeah, I you don't just, know who it is. I don't. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I thought it was the same person, just because of the same motion with the drink and putting down. Oh. That's what, so. That's I just drew that association there. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. Um, probably you know, Shirley's been around a while. We don't know how long her and Kevin have been married. We don't know if her and Kevin are the first people that they've ever dated. So maybe an ex or something that yeah. like couldn't handle what was happening or disappeared tragically like Arthur did. Um, yeah. But either way, that's a whole nother kettle of fish to try and unpack with Theo. Yeah, with Theo and and Kevin. Oh boy. (laughs) Oh boy. I I don't know. This family has so many issues on so many levels without the haunting. They're all so annoying, but I also just want to give them all a hug. Wait, wait. I just had a thought and a connection. What? So Theo and Kevin have that amorous whatever meetup, but remember when Steve is talking to Luke and is it Shirley that asks about Leia or Lee? Lee? Yeah. yeah. Is it Shirley or is it Theo? Um, one one of the two. They're both standing they're both there. there yeah. But remember, um, Theo doesn't judge him for it. Shirley gets kind of exasperated with the situation, like "Oh my gosh, like everything's falling apart for you" type thing, like. And, like, walks away, but Theo comes back with a drink and hands it to him, like, almost, like, no judgment. Yeah. And then later in the episode, she's having, you know, something outside of the norm, a bad relationship type thing. So I wonder if that, like, is kind of like a preview. Isn't Theo a lesbian, though? I don't don't think it was, like, an affair. I think it was just, like, because she was mad. I mean, they were both kind of... Just high emotion. Well, yeah, but also they're both being attacked by Shirley. So that's probably why, I feel like. But I, I'm just thinking, I wonder if that's where you get that connection. Like, I don't know, again, we don't know if this is a long-term thing that's been happening yeah. or if it's just the heat of the moment, but um, just the way that Theo reacted to Lee and Steve's estrangement. Yeah. Um, I can't tell. I honestly think it's just her personality because she's not very... Judgy, I guess. And also, I mean, she's a child therapist, psychologist. But, yeah. And she's also interesting because she's the one who worries about carrying everybody's emotions. 
and yet she stirs the pot a lot with everybody yeah. else's emotions. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's kind of an interesting thing. Like she knows that she doesn't want to take on other people's emotions, but is perfectly happy poking and prodding and making mm -hmm. people go through stuff to kind of just see what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's a kind of an interesting personality. Also, um, just another thought that I had. How about Luke? Okay, Luke freaks out, obviously, yeah. at the beginning, but he's pretty solid through the entire episode. The one who's supposed to be, you know, like, getting over his drug addictions, the one who is supposed to be the, you know, the weakest link in this family is really throughout the entire episode. He pretty much avoids all the drama. Right, and is very constant with everything, like being there to support, being there to stand up. He's not screaming at people like Steve. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that was that was kind of cool. Like, I love Luke. He's... He's just so sad, especially in this episode, because, like, he has, I mean, he sees his sister dead. He, like, freaks out. He's like, it's not fair. Yeah, and then the part where he's like, her neck was broken. Ooh. Yeah, that twin thing definitely makes it for an awkward situation when you start finding out why you have weird twinges places. Yeah, well, I mean, and also, I think Luke is the one most in tune with, like, other than Hugh, with, like, the fact that they're haunted. Yeah, they're the other side of that camp. Hugh and Luke yeah, exactly. are definitely in that, we are haunted, this is something outside of the family, we've been torn apart by something but out there. It makes me worried for Luke, though, because if he's that in tune with it, I worry that something's going to happen to him. Yeah, I don't know. Because, no, what, Livio was the most in tune, then it was Nell, then probably Luke, and then Hugh? Theo. Would probably be Theo, yeah, because Theo. She would feel stuff. So we're starting. They went from seven down to five, and then there were none. <laughs> Maybe that's where we're ending up. The last episode is like the last person trying to put the family to rest. Um, but I do have a question for you. Yeah. Throughout the episode, we see Hugh talking to somebody. Is yeah. he talking to Liv? Is he talking to? Uh, you know, voices inside of his, his own consciousness or somebody else? What do you think? Definitely Liv. I mean, you saw her at the wedding with him. She was sleeping next to him that one night when oh, they called. Yeah. Over. So I definitely think he's talking to Liv. Why? What do you think? No, I, I think it's Liv as well, but I was just wondering if there was something that I had missed that might be like indicating uh, something in a different direction. Um, I think it's Liv. Just because it seemed to be at the most combative points with the family is when he had his little aside to his left shoulder to yeah. to talk about whatever it was. Like, oh, no, no, he deserves to understand. You're he, entitled to your anger. Yeah, yeah, you're entitled to your anger. Um, but seeing Hugh get angry, you can see that there's some steel to him. <laughs> like, there's some steel. And even though he wasn't able to save Liv, at least as far as we know, yeah. um, or if he was the one who put Liv out of her misery. I don't know, but there is some... It's kind of like a cloth-covered steel. Like, you don't see it. You think that you can kind of push him over. Um, he's oblivious to a lot of things. Um, but if you push him, if you back him into a corner, he comes out swinging. He has some really good points. I mean, he levels it at Steve... Um, in that argument went back and forth when Steve is like, no, like you were the, the wrong, the wrong parent died. Yeah. He levels back at Steve. You've never believed in this. You, this is rich coming from you saying that you know what happened that night. You don't know. Like 
it, it's the same accusation that the rest of the kids have leveled at Steve. Like, you're the one who says that you know what's happening, you want to take all of it, but you weren't even there. Yeah. You were asleep. You know, you didn't interact with this the same way. You weren't haunted by this in the same way. Yeah. And so, I, I liked that we saw a little bit of steel. He's not this pushover who's kind of in the background. Yeah. He's definitely not a pushover. I think he's just very patient. Waiting for whatever moment he feels right is to reveal the information, if ever. Yeah. yeah. He almost got there with Luke. Yeah, he did. That's about it. But all in all, I think this episode was a good kind of insight into kind of what this family is dealing with. Like, you can tell that the family before this happened was really close. So my ideas that I put forward in, like, the second episode, like, maybe they had all sorts of, like, problems before they went to Hill House. Like, family issues, like, parent fighting, mm -hmm. like, kid kid-on-kid um, -kid violence or whatever like underlying it doesn't really seem to crop up because even in no. the worst of times outside of Nell's funeral they're turning to some pretty happy memories the bear outside of the tent yeah. you know we're indivisible I said what I said bear yeah like um, even at the moment when they do seem to be the most broken into different camps they still band together to look to look for each other to look after it, it just in their own ways yeah um, I mean, at the end of the day they're still family so i'm i'm, st I'm f falling more firmly into the camp that's something outside of it that a haunting okay we've seen ghosts yeah. in multiple places yeah the house messed with them what the house's intention is whether it's like a like a thinly veiled gateway to the other side or whatever it is where yeah. Nell disappears to in the first storm. Um, I don't know. Or if it's just, it's full of unhappy or it's full of people that were unhappy, um, you know, horrible situations. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was, didn't they mention in the first episode it was a hospital at one time at one point or like a convalescent place Like people were getting like recovering. I don't know. I don't remember. I know Hazel was upstairs. The old lady that you see in the room, she died up there, but I don't know. Yeah. I just remember when they were looking at the different ghosts with Nell, there was two nurses that oh, were standing there. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I just, um, I don't know, maybe it's just a house full of really, really bad memories and everybody who comes in is, you know, it plays a game with them, whatever it may be. Or maybe they are just haunted and carried it with them. I don't know. But I am. I really want to know if there's other families that we get to run into in the show. Other people who have interacted outside of the Dudleys who well, seem to just ignore show. everything that's happening. The next season is Haunting of Bly Manor, which is a different house, different family. Right. Um, and I'm excited for that. But I was just wondering, like, within that own house, were the was it the Hill family and then the Dudleys care took it and nobody else ever lived there? Yeah, there's only been the Hills it's only and the Cranes. The Hills and the Cranes. Mm -hmm. Well, that means, uh, I mean, that just makes it even more interesting. Why, why were the Crane family selected? Or is it kind of like that, that quote from The Strangers, you were home? Yeah. You know? Like, you were the only people that were there, therefore... This is what happened to you. Yeah, I don't know. Man, I just, this episode sealed it for me, though. Like, I'm <laughs> so uh, excited to finish this this season out and be able to to 
find out what happened with the Crane family. Mm -hmm. Very invested in it. <laughs> I mean, if we wanted to put down our, our rating, what, you did popcorn boxes last time? Yeah. Yeah, popcorn boxes. You can do whatever you want. I was just going with it. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, I don't know if we're going to do popcorn boxes, but out of like our rating of entertainment, highly entertained. Mm -hmm. um, just very invested. Give There's us a number. A number? Um, I don't know, 9 out of 10? Like, what? Popcorn boxes. Uh, we'll, we'll just go with popcorn boxes. 9 out of 10 popcorn boxes. Um, just incredibly entertaining. Um, there's, you have the thrills that are put in there, the, some jump scares, uh, but you're invested in the characters and they play off that investment. Um, the, the cinematography is, is great. It's, it's just an all around great episode. Yeah, um, it is. I, I shy away from ever doing perfections cause I don't think that people are, are perfect, but this is probably as close to a 10 as I would give. You're one of those. Okay. Yep. I am definitely one of those. Um, but yeah, so this will be going up later today on our 4-Hour Entertainment Twitter. Yep. Um, 4-Hour Entertainment 1, the number 1, is the handle. Um, also, when we put this up, we'll be talking about we're getting we're now over the halfway point of watching The Haunting of Hill House, so we're looking to find out what interest uh, there is in another episode or another series that we're talking about. Uh, we've kicked around the idea of maybe doing Westworld with that, with the third season coming out March 15th. But we're definitely open suggestions. Drop that in in the comments, um, like, and definitely subscribe to our channel. Both uh, It's on Apple Podcasts right now, as well as Podomatic. We're working with Spotify um, and the Google Play to be able to get those up there. But we're very excited about this. But yeah. This is 4i Entertainment, and this is Alex. And Shelby. Signing off. We'll see you guys uh, in two weeks yep. for episode seven. Bye-bye.